0: For joining me today as we look at the topic of emotional intelligence you know over the years we have recognized two different kinds of intelligence one is we are very familiar with as cognitive intelligence you know that is the ability to uh, know facts the ability to have mathematical skills vocabulary um, be able to see complex problems solve them, know basic information about the world in which you live, and so on and so on. And it's the cognitive intelligence that we have used to predict one's ability to complete school successfully. In other words, to do well in their academic subjects. That's cognitive intelligence. But now we come to another form of intelligence, perhaps just as important, if not more so, and that is emotional intelligence. Now emotional intelligence is um, a very uh, necessary part of life and a very necessary part of the training of every child in every home and in every classroom. Over the last 30 years or so psychological research uh, has shown that emotional intelligence plays a very critical role in our relationships, in our productivity, in our performance, in our, suc- in our job satisfaction, And basically, throughout our life, in all areas of our life, even within our religious life. Essentially, emotional intelligence is the basis of positive productivity. It's the basis of positive educational achievement. It's the basis of positive interpersonal engagement. And it helps focus our attention and even helps focus our faith. Emotional intelligence is associated with confidence, diligence, self respect. It's the foundation to live a life of calmness and flexibility and hope sustained attention. It's the thing that helps us when we face a crisis and we panic and we need to draw on our resources to resolve that particular situation and be able to maintain ourselves in that particular type of situation. Quite simply, emotional intelligence is a set of competencies that enhance our ability to relate positively to others, to others in a wide variety of different situations. It is being interpersonally smart Interpersonally effective, some people call it street smart. People with high emotional intelligence are apt to be empathetic, to be communicators, to be collaborators, to be cooperative people, to work in an environment in a cooperative way at home, and work, church, school, and so on. They tend to be able to label their emotions. That's what emotional people can do. Emotional intelligent people can do. Just label their emotions. They know what their emotions are. They know what they're feeling at the time. They know how to moderate them. They know how to use them. They know how to base their life on them. When you think of emotional intelligence, you say, okay, if that's what we're talking about, you know, these kind of competencies of a person's ability to positively relate to others. What about the work situation? What about people who are in the work world who are emotionally intelligent? In other words, they've grown up in a home that have taught, the home has taught them, the parents have taught them empathy, compassion, helping being servant, being thoughtful, and being helpful to others. So in the work situation, what we have found is that approximately 27 percent of all the workers in the workplace display the absence of emotional intelligence, or they display poor emotional intelligence, according to the Center for Creative Leadership. In other words, in the workplace, If you look at 25-27% of the people working around you do not have positive emotional intelligence skills. They don't relate to you. They don't relate to the world around them. They don't relate to others in an emotionally intelligent manner. They're much more gruff. They're much more harsh. They're much more critical. They're much more sarcastic, you know, and so on. Look at Tonya Harding, a very famous skater. Great skill. But very poor emotional intelligence. Look at Bobby Knight, the great famous coach, great skill of coaching, but very poor in his relationship skills. Mike Tyson, known as a great fighter, but also known for very poor emotional intelligence skills. You see, just because a person is successful in one area of their life doesn't mean they're going to be successful in another area of their life. You have to learn emotional intelligence as a set of behavior patterns, It's a set of relating to others, skills of relating to others, a way of opening the door and letting other people come into your life and you entering into their life in a gentle, calm, supportive, caring, encouraging manner. Employers have found that no matter how professionally and technically skilled a worker may be, if they lack emotional intelligence, they will simply increase the cost and overhead of that company's business and rob the company positive productivity. Poor production has always been found to spread among employees who can create an internal growing cancer within the company, within the office. What an indictment. If you're a person who creates a growing cancer in the world in which you work because you don't have positive emotional skills, intelligent skills of empathy and consideration and being able to listen and be able to share and be able to support others and, and express gratitude and so on. In the workplace, it's been shown that people who have high emotional intelligence make about $30,000 to $40,000 more in their annual salary than people who are good performers but have low and poor emotional intelligence 90% of the top performance or top performers in the workplace have high scores on tests of emotional intelligence so it goes together emotional intelligence more money emotional intelligence higher levels of employment higher positions of employment it pays for employers to hire those with positive emotional intelligence and it pays an employer to train those that lack successful working emotional intelligence skills so employers hire properly and if you don't train properly and make sure emotional intelligence is part of your company part of your office part of your ethos of the work that you do and the company that you are running the emotional intelligence should lead the way should be the basis on which people relate to each other and work together now what about school system just to take a, a comparison did you know that 30 percent of kids in the sixth grade to the 12th grade, it's junior high and high school, say that their school is not a caring and encouraging environment. 30% of the kids, so schools are missing the point. If you don't have an emotionally intelligent classroom, school atmosphere, kids do poorly in their grades, poorly in their academic subject, and they're more likely to get involved in high-risk behavior. 30% of high school students admit that they are engaged in high-risk kind of behaviors such as substance abuse and violence and acts of sexual freedom and suicide attempts. So overall, schools do not provide a strong and positive learning environment in which personal growth and the skills of emotional intelligence are taught, are modeled, and are encouraged. So when emotional intelligence is not incorporated into the classroom, into the instructional system, into the relationship between students and teacher, and teacher to teacher, and student to student, then that school becomes a low-performing school. No matter what race the kids are, no matter what background they are, no matter what grade they are, it's not race, it's not economics, it's not whether you come from one side of the tracks or the other, you have money or you're not, it's whether you have emotionally, emotional intelligence skills, being able to be empathetic and compassionate and caring and thoughtful and to share and to be part of a world of, of being open and communicative and in being inclusive and bringing people into your life and you entering into the life of other people. If schools teach students in the early grades to work well with others, if they teach students to regulate their emotions, and they teach them how to constructively solve problems, those students will be better equipped to deal with life challenges, including academic challenges, work-related challenges. So here it is, get the point, simply stated: Emotional intelligence correlates strongly with interpersonal learning and academic learning. So it's the responsibility of teachers and school administrators and parents to work together to bring about a learning environment based upon emotional intelligence where students will feel safe and students will feel comfortable. Students will feel encouraged and students will feel challenged, but students will feel that they have the support of the world around them and then learning will take place much more favorably and much more easily. So they are emotional intelligence. How are you doing? How are you doing your emotional intelligence? How are you doing in teaching your kids emotional intelligence? What about the friends you have? What about the people you associate with? Is the emotional intelligence factor a a predominant one in the relationships that you have? They need to be there. Those are the skills that need to be in place in your life and in the life of the people with whom you associate. So this is part one. We're going to pick it up again and talk about ways in which kids and workers benefit when the world does in their school classroom and their work world does have emotional intelligence present and prevailing so thanks for joining me and uh i refer you to my book living life at its best living life at its best you can pick it up on amazon you can pick it up on barnes and noble you can pick it up on my website www.booksbyhedberg.com living life at its best this is a book that teaches emotional intelligence so if you want to learn it if you need to learn it if you have somebody that you want to teach it to or you want to use it in your home with your kids you want to use in your classroom pick up a copy living life at its best nice to have you join me today and bye for now